Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bibliostapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by photographer Claire Brooks. Good morning, Claire. Morning, Ewan. Lovely to be with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me on this Saturday morning to, to discuss your work and your recent book. Um, but before we get into talking about that, Claire, it'd be great if you could give everyone a brief introduction to your photographic background. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've been working with a camera for five years, so this makes me a real kind of baby in the in the field, to be honest. Um, yeah. I appreciate what a long time it takes um, to kind of build up a career as a photographer. Um, all my all my education and career has been scientific and maths based, um, but I've always, at the same time, had various creative projects going on, whether that's kind of um, batik or mosaic or you know, kind of painting the shadows in the lounge from some dried yeah. flowers or something. And, you know, there's always been something going on to kind of balance the left and right side yes. of the brain. Um, so, yeah, I've been working with the camera for five years. Um, I'm, I'm based in West Oxfordshire and um, I'm semi-professional. So I do make a little bit of money from my work, which okay. allows me to kind of pay for all the stuff, um, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, but I do have a full-time job as, as well. And um so landscapes mainly, um, I think the landscape photography kind of started, so I used to always go for muddy walks with my dad. That was a big thing that we used to do. Yep. And then the muddy walks became stopping and looking for views and, and finding new places to go and walk and explore and just recording the fact that, you know, one place is never the same, really. Yeah, absolutely. So Very good. And yeah, and obviously very recently you published, you self-published your first book, uh, Even Load the Sounds of Waters. So where where did the idea for this uh, this project come from in the first place? Yeah, so when I first started um, photography, I did probably what a lot of other people did, and I'd go on kind of location-based workshops. Yeah. Um, but then um, needing to work closer to home while we were all stuck in home, I, I kind of and I also knew I wanted to work on a project having listened to loads of these episodes I mean I can't tell you how much this podcast has inspired me um so I kind of thought right what what can I do in Oxfordshire you know we don't have mountains we're probably yep. the furthest you can get away from the coast um <laughs> we have some nice wood we have loads of beautiful woodlands but woodland photography is really really challenging yep. um, but we have rivers so I got my ordnance survey map out and highlighted in different colours each of the rivers that goes that flow down into the Thames. Okay. Um, and there's seven of them. So I started in summer 2020 with the Windrush River for one reason or another. <laughs> I drove up to the source or where the source was supposed to be, but it was such a dry year. I hadn't, I think I walked like for a whole day until I actually found a little trickle of water. <laughs> and I just, like, this is maybe not the best time of year to be starting this project. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be completely open ab about this. I had some help with this project. So I joined um, Rachel Talabart and Adrian Beasley's photo project group. Yep. Brilliant. Because that kind of makes you do it. It gives you, you know, yeah. when life is busy and everybody's, you know, time strapped, it really pushed me on to get it done. I don't think I would have done it without them. But the, there was a really sensible suggestion, which was, Right, start again, pick a river that's actually close to you. Yes. So I went for the even load because I walk past that every day anyway. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you say, you touch on a good point. If, if you're, I think, having other people 
as part something you're feeding into that you're committed to doing actually forces you to get out and and shoot for the work yeah definitely and it kind of gave me the confidence to I mean I you know to I knew that I wanted to do a book. I mean, that's not the aim of the group is yep. to have output as a book. The output could be anything. But yep. I knew I wanted to do that. So yeah, that that drive and you know, having to show up once a month with some progress. Yeah. And so so what what's kind of what's the I suppose the narrative and what what's the story behind the book that now that now that you've chosen the particular river that you're going to focus on? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I the, there's a real kind of deep meaning. To the book which i didn't it didn't really show itself until after i'd done it right um, so when i was 20 my family emigrated to australia and i was at uni so i couldn't go <laughs> and i've spent i mean still yesterday i got asked the question well why why haven't you gone why haven't you gone and i've had to answer that question so many times and actually doing this book has given me a real sense of why i stay in england and particularly in oxfordshire so there's a, the poem in the book is about there's a line about binds my heart to English ground yeah and um that this book is what binds me to you know keeps me here and stops me from going to Australia and it's it's really just kind of ratified that in my mind because I knew I loved it here but I never really put my finger on what it was yeah yeah it's it's a fantastic body of work really really nice I, I love the the kind of the mix of of themes that you've got going through in terms of very much abstract, very much intimate, but then also some of the the wider, not so much wider vistas, but wider experiences of the river. Was that important for you to show to show the variety? Yeah, I think the variety probably stems from the fact that this was a totally new way of working for me. Yeah. So it was really, you know, experimental. It's 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 not kind of location based vista type photography, which yes. is what I spent a long time doing. So this was really playing about actually it was so much fun and that's <laughs> that's why I think that's probably why it's so varied because I haven't really kind of nailed down what particular type I like but I like the fact that there's a, there's a variety of styles in there yeah. um, I think it was important to show bits of the river to give it some context yes. but actually what I really enjoyed most was the abstract work yeah, well, and I think I think with the variety, because you're focusing on a particular subject, the, the variety the variety works well because it's all based around your specific theme of th this is the river, and, and you're showing it in its, in its different guises as well. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, there's there's infinity an infinite number of guises. I mean, the river's never the same. Yeah, just over the six months that I was actually shooting the body of work is different all the time so yeah and how, how did you find working on a project based on a specific topic and theme compared to maybe the the, the more relaxed in terms of going and picking specific areas albeit they're maybe not tied together in any way yeah no I really really liked it it almost made the work easier because I didn't have to think about where I was going to go yeah and it didn't really matter what the conditions were because I knew whenever I went it was going to be different conditions so it, for me, it it made the job much easier. It was it was great. Yeah, and as part of the group, did you did you have a particular goal in mind? Obviously, I know you were talking about wanting to have the output as a book, but was there a particular story that you were trying to tell through the the, the I suppose the six month period, or or how did that work in terms of influencing what you then went back to shoot the next month and so on? Um, so well, difficult because I wanted to. I wanted the output to have a range of yep. you know, 
you know, images in it. Um, I think I did refine the work throughout the six months. Yes. Um, but I've actually got a, a good range. You know, the, the images that are in the book come not all from the very end of the project group. There's some that yes. come you know, from what I shot in January. And yeah. so it, it kind of went quite smoothly from that perspective, really. I didn't change my idea. I kind of had a fairly fixed decision of what I wanted to, wanted the output to be. Yes. And then I think writing... Um, you know, a couple of hundred words about the work, but keeping that limited, really, really focused it down on, on what it was going to be. So, yeah, and I, I know you've got some text in between throughout yeah. the book as well. Was that important to you? Because it's interesting. I speak to people who, some people who love text, some people who like no text, some people like a little bit of text, some people like something for context. So it's always very interesting just to see how everyone's approach changes quite, quite radically from from one to another. Yeah, I think the text in this was really important because it doesn't necessarily tell a story otherwise. Yes. Um, so, and actually I put in some more text as a result of your feedback, which was really helpful to kind of maybe just explain how the book had been sequenced a bit. Yes. Um, because I'd started off when I was doing the sequencing in Lightroom, just kind of with a long list and then making, essentially making them run from sort of cool through to warm. Yep. But it didn't really make sense in terms of the times of year and because, you know, it, it didn't pull it together in a story as well. So I think the extra text helps. And also because you've got not only the difference in the, the warmth of the images, but then there's also the difference in the style of the images. So the abstract stuff and the, and the more kind of pulled back images yep. at the end. And, and I didn't really pull back and do a wider view until the banks of the river were looking a bit more attractive because... It's really quite mucky in January and February. I can, I, yeah, I can imagine it's maybe not looking at its best. Um, but I, I, I really like the balance and I like the journey towards the end where the, the river kind of reveals itself in the yeah. beginning. It, there is, it's more abstract, it's far more intimate. But then yeah, as, as you reach towards the, the latter stages of the book, all of a sudden kind of the form and structure begins to reveal itself far more. And I think the text is great because I, th I think it really gives a lot of context to it, but it still allows your mind to, to think for itself in, in those earlier pages without revealing exactly too much. But it gives you the context behind the story of what the project is about. Yeah, no, thank you. That's, that's really nice to hear because it's difficult to know the balance um, yeah. you know between the amount of text put in so um, and, and has, it, has it been a subject that you've continued to shoot beyond the end of the project or 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 did you kind of have you decided to draw a line or is it giving you a buzz as well for doing more work on the project a massive buzz so I think I'm going to become more of a kind of um, river river photographer I think that's really cool because there's not so many people that do that yeah um, obviously there's six other rivers that flow down through Oxfordshire into the Thames and I've got an idea of which one I want to do next I don't know if they'll all end up being books it could it depends yeah. how it goes how I can refine the work if I can make it different um but yeah I think I mean just the the walking alongside the water and then hearing mm. bits where the water's moving over or around something is just it's just like a total peace out thing to do so yeah. uh, you'll find me by the riverbank somewhere yeah well that's that's always good to hear and it's always good to it's good to hear that you've you've kind of taken to the i suppose a project style of work and it's not kind of suited i don't think it's necessarily suits or it's everyone's cup of tea but um yeah it'll be interesting to see how you once you start exploring the other rivers 
whether you maybe take a different approach or a different theme on some of them. Maybe if some of them are slightly more developed, it gives you an entirely different context to begin to explore as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it would be really nice, kind of, I'm going to say in five years, you know, that's really new, but maybe over the next 10 years of photographing rivers, if I can see them somehow getting a bit cleaner, that would be yep. a really <laughs> lovely thing because there's, um, you know, it's pretty topical with the amount of pollution and the water companies are all kind of in trouble, aren't they? And yeah. So, yeah, that would it'd be lovely to see that happening over the coming years. Yeah. And I suppose you obviously worked as part of a group. So how was that experience? I know I've certainly done like sequencing workshops as part of a group. And it's really quite fascinating when other people who have got no emotional connection to your work begin to take a look and say, yep, that works well. That doesn't work well. Um, or this might work better together. How, how did you find that experience of working yeah. with the group? So it's quite a small group. It was six people and we're all so different. Yeah, yep. I would have I would have expected that everybody would be landscape photographers all trying to do the same output, but not absolutely not at all. Um, and it was sometimes it was quite hard to take on the whole. We were very open and constructive in our criticism, which was really nice. Um, it's kind of easy to be a bit sort of over supportive. Yep. Um, so you've got to kind of really listen out for when somebody is is trying to give some constructive criticism. I, that was definitely a point. Um, there's a section in the book, black and white section, and a few of them just kept saying, oh, I don't like it. It's really jarring. And I just, I, I knew it was going to be in there. So I was just, yeah. uh, but I did try to make that section a bit different. So there's no text and there's no um, diagrams of the river through that section. So it just kind of is a bit different in the middle. And hopefully that's a, a way, well, that was how I addressed. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's, I think is a valid point. At the end of the day, everyone can provide their, their comments and their feedback at the end of the day it's it's your own work it's everyone's own work um so yeah what what you take on board is entirely entirely up to every individual but it is i think i think there is a real a real skill in being able to give constructive feedback and input um yeah. because yeah it's not it's not your own work but i think at the same time small amendments and adjustments can really help just tighten something together and it might be something that you've been looking at thinking yeah that you're you're pretty much 99% sure it doesn't work you still want it there but actually when one or two other people point it out you think right okay I actually need to address it because it'll be something that everyone will slowly maybe begin to pick up on and stuff like that yeah absolutely yeah you're right it's it's really good training to be able to give feedback yeah and I also find now when I'm looking at other photo books I find myself kind of assessing them as if it was my own work and what would I do differently rather than just looking and going oh this is beautiful and you know I like that if there's something that I don't like I try and ask myself what it is about it that I don't like and you know really kind of diving quite deep into that so. yeah well that that's it it might be just the picture by itself it might just be the fact that from the previous four or five pictures it just all of a sudden it jars with you and there's always generally a, a reason why. And I suppose I think that's it. If, if you begin to understand what's maybe happening in other people's books where you don't have that connection with, then it, it maybe helps in reflecting and curating your own work yeah. um, as well. And how, how did you find the, curated, the curation process of taking all of the images that you've got and then having to narrow it down to a field, bearing in mind that you've got kind of a specific story to tell. So you can't have a book or you weren't wanting a book full of abstracts nor a book full of the, the, the more obvious vistas. 
Yeah, no, well, because it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe after a few more, I'd be like, oh, God, I've got to do that bit next. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, obviously I started out in Lightroom and just had a long list of about 80 images. I had a number of about 40 in mind that I wanted to narrow it down to. Yeah. Um, and then I printed them all out onto the little kind of A6 sheets yeah cards and did the bulldog clip thing which is brilliant they make really nice thank you cards um, <laughs> <laughs> um and i've kind of put them in the order then and then i gave it to my 15 year old son and he went through it and went no yes no no yes <laughs> it was just so was easy nice. yeah absolutely so that was kind of helpful um but then when i started laying out the book in in design obviously with the two page spread I made loads of changes because, you know, it's not just what order the, the, the images go in, but then it's which one sits nicely with that one. And um, there's one page in the book that I'm not happy with. I suppose there's going to be one like that in every <laughs> book, isn't there? But um, but yeah, it was it was fine. I mean, I think the, the main thing of going from cool to warm has stayed. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was yeah, amazing process. And when, when it came to doing the book layout, was that still part of the group project or did you seek input from others? And, and how, how did you come up? How did you address that? Because obviously a very different process altogether. Yeah, totally. So um, I kind of did all of that bit on my own at the end. To yep. be honest. Um, through listening to this, I, I, you know, I, and your resources page is also really helpful. <laughs> Um, and I'd spoken to Steve Bennett about his yep. book. He'd used um, XYZ. And actually, their resources are brilliant. They've got loads of advice online yep. for doing it. So I learned how to use InDesign for what I needed um, and did all of that pretty much on my own. You know, I yep. sent a draft off, but that was really kind of late in the whole in the whole process because I knew I had to have a printed output by a certain date and it, I was really pushing it at the time. Um, so um, it was interesting. Um, learned a lot about bleed and the whole thing about having to submit single pages, even though you set it out as double page double spreads, and having to chop images and where they're going over two pages. And um, but yeah, no, I'm really I'm so chuffed with the output. Yeah. Um, I did. I, I'd had loads. I did have loads of book nightmares during the process and I kind of had these weird dreams that somebody had got a hold of my project and um like put a load of stuff in that I didn't want in and um and then after I even after I pressed send I was like there was an issue with the, the not an issue with the poem and the copyright but the author of the poem in the book is about six months off being dead for 70 years right um, and I thought, oh, I'll be all right. I'll put a couple of verses in. And then I thought, no, 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 I mustn't. I must cut it down to one. But, and I submitted like the day before the long um, Jubilee weekend. And I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to set that off on print until next week. So contacted the printers and I was like, oh, I think I need to change this. And they were like, it's done. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so definite word of advice, don't approve the proofs until you're 200% sure. Yeah, but that's true. It's true that you had a good positive experience, and I think you you'll then take those experiences forward into the next book. As you say, when you start learning about bleed and margins and everything like that, it's an entirely different uh, kettle of fish altogether. Because, well, people print their own work out, and you've got total control. And if something comes out of the printer, you can just feed another bit of paper in and and do the process again. When you press that button to send. At that point, all bets are off, and and you're at the you're at the mercy of someone else. But 
I think XYZ have done a fantastic job, um, a really great job. It, it's been really beautiful production, really good quality. I think the paper choices work very well as well. And I know it's some, always something that people have, what paper do I go for? What weight do I go for? And all yeah, of these things. Cool. And, and and they all have an impact because at the end of the day, it's a tactile object that someone is someone is picking up that yeah. you want to feel comfortable and look good and, and present your work in the best possible light. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many choices to make and decisions to make. Um, yeah, I did I did get a little sample pack of papers sent through, yep. which was really helpful because you can't really tell until you're, yes. until you're touching it, can you? So, um, but no, uh, the only the only comment I'd have really is that I'm slightly surprised how vibrant the images have come out. I mean, that's that's actually not a bad thing, um, yep. but they are probably a lot more vibrant than I was expecting. I don't know if that's because I went for the sort of um you know slightly smoother paper yep um i don't mind that because water lends itself to that but um, yes. it, it some of them are definitely not an accurate representation of what the river looked like <laughs> <laughs> well saying i i think more vibrant's probably better than slightly than 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 the other way than darks i think some people often find that when they send their stuff off to be printed it comes out a lot darker because generally speaking they've got their monitor turned up far too bright so yeah. um but it's but these things these things are all a learning process and it is it is a bit of experimentation to a certain extent and yeah, um but yeah it's it's been it's been a great great publication that that has been produced and i can i can see exactly why you're why you're delighted with it and it'll give you it'll give you good confidence for going forward if you choose to do it again you you then can begin to make some i suppose minor tweaks and adjustments to it definitely yeah definitely the only thing i would say is it's you know it's certainly not um, a cheap experiment so yes yeah yeah <laughs> so i i decided that i did want to kind of market this and and, and sell it so I, I got 100 copies printed which is yeah which is really good um and they're going actually they're going surprisingly well which is which is lovely it's it's a real compliment so i'm you know i'm thrilled beyond words with the work but when somebody else wants to buy it yeah it's just like wow this is so cool you know that, that absolutely it's a, it's a lovely sense a, a lovely sense of enjoyment and kind of recognition as well for for yeah. the work so yeah. yeah it's it's a it is it's a wonderful feeling whether you're selling a huge big coffee table book or, or a small zine that someone's committing and someone shows interest in in your work um, and I suppose one other thing is because you've all I've, well I've we've touched upon the text in the in the book obviously the maps are something else that aren't quite normal in books and um, but obviously play a very important role in in this one so how 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 did you go about creating them and, and how important are they in kind of telling the story and and, and taking people through the journey yeah so the maps were actually a, a joint idea. Um, Rachel asked me how good I was at drawing, which I'm absolutely rubbish at. But um, <laughs> and there was another member of the group who who was talking about it would be nice to see the river sort of flowing through the book. And yep. I I just ran with that. I thought it was the best idea ever. But especially just at the beginning, having the whole river from the source to where it meets yes. the Thames, and picking out some of the key places along the river. I think that gives the book more meaning and put, you know, yeah. makes perhaps something that people living in the area and have visited those places can relate to. Because otherwise yeah. it's just, it could be any old river, you know, there's thousands of rivers. So I wanted to give it some identity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and I've got a really good friend, um, Peter, who is a technical illustrator. Right. So he did 
maps for me. So he's acknowledged in the book, but also I'm very, very grateful to him for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's a great it's a great addition because it's such it's so specific and so appropriate and relevant for the project that that you're doing. It just it all these things, just the text and the maps, they all add context and relevance to 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 the body of work. And I think for for someone who doesn't know the area, it just gives you a bit more meaning behind it as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I really, I really like it. It's different as well. It's not something that you see. Yeah. And and do you think you'll continue to publish more books or zines or or is that is that something that you you see yourself doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm hooked. I'm absolutely hooked. Yeah, I've got more than one ISBN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a really nice way of working, and you know, I print my work and work quite a lot in. Um, you know local exhibitions and what have you but um i think having the output of a book is 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 really really nice um certainly a great way of getting the work out there which is really my aim is just to get my work out there yeah well that's it and i, I think it'll be interesting to see how you tackle the the next few rivers because you you begin to build up maybe a seat or a wee so small series of projects and uh, i think yeah. yeah it becomes there's there's maybe the added challenge as you talked about earlier in terms of how you maybe differentiate other rivers so that you're maybe maybe you take on a different theme or it's over over a different period of of the year that you maybe focus some yeah. things on so that you whilst it's still the same subject matter you're getting it in a very different season yeah absolutely and also there's no kind of man-made structures in this at all but yes um obviously there's lots of bridges yeah um, that could be interesting or you know we've got loads of canals around Oxfordshire and locks and yeah. there is variety out there I just yeah I just yep. find it really but need to explore excellent yeah, great stuff project for life with this to be fair <laughs> well that's it and it, it, it is great that the whole the whole the whole project-based workshop which I see so many people now beginning to run and and take on where instead of it just being a, a week of going out and photographing it's actually a workshop is actually based around the theme of working in a yeah, project. That's, that's a, brilliant. Yeah, I think yeah over a prolonged period of time. Yeah, definitely. I, six months isn't. I don't think six months is even long enough. So I, I, I'm, I, I love the fact that well, you've done it like a really small project, just your morning out with, yes. you know, with your birthday present. Yes. Um, but actually, I think working a a, a longer project to to cover the whole year, I think, will be would be good too um, i think i'm a more of a long project type person yeah well that's it and i th- i think yeah i think there's it's like i've spoken to people who have spent seven years photographing work and then eventually comes together um, yeah. and that's it it's it's known right how, how when do you start when do you stop and i suppose it depends on on getting the work that that contributes to 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 the subject matter but yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see the project taken for and also to see if you then dip in and out of other projects that are totally derelated from that this is the thing i could end up with multiple projects on the go at the same time (laughs) yeah Uh, i took myself off for a little break to um wales last weekend just just for a night just i just wanted to kind of walk on the beach um and i did an evening walk um by some water there and i had complete river envy because it was so clear um (laughs) um, so i'm already kind of yeah looking out for different things and i'm traveling to different places yeah excellent stuff well i suppose as part of as part of my the about your own book i'm always very interested to hear what other people have as their 
some of their favourites. Um, everyone always complains that it's really hard to get down to four or five and that number getting down to 10 was easy, but that's, that's the name of the game, unfortunately. So it'd be great if you can maybe share a selection of uh, some of your favourite photo books from your own collection. I can see some books on your left shoulder there, and I'm, I'm sure you've got one or two others as well hidden away somewhere. Pulled some out onto my desk. So, um, so yeah, I am a, I'm a baby in this world, so I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to give you anything that you haven't already got. Oh, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> so my the first photo book that I bought, um, I bought it in. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought that was would happen at some point. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about it. My cats have been meowing in the background as well. Um, yeah, my first book was um, Sirens by Rachel Talbot. Yep. You know, it's absolutely lovely. Um, she came along and did a talk at one of our. I was, I was in a. I was in this like photo group. Okay. Only for a while. I didn't like it very much being in like, that kind of camera club setting. It wasn't me. Um, but she came and gave a really lovely talk, and and I was able to buy a copy of Sirens. Um, so that's beautiful, and that was my that was my first purchase. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lovely book. Great. Oh, it's stunning, stunning work, and I'm glad I've got a copy of it. I didn't manage to get a copy of Tides and Tempests, but um, in fact, loads of my favourite books I haven't actually I don't actually own. <laughs> right, it's it's quite, but that's quite often the case. Is like you, I speak to various people who are maybe still they know what their favourite book is that they want to get, and they're just still trying to hunt out for a copy of it. And I'm exactly the same. It's, I just don't tell people what they are so that if they find them, then they don't buy them. And then I'm then down one as well. So it's always <laughs> the easiest way, I think, that. Yeah, you have to be a bit sleuth-like. <laughs> you do, absolutely. Very, very sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the next book on my list is one I don't own, and that's Colin Bell's Healing. Oh, lovely. I'm going yeah. for like really obvious ones, but that's that's just where I, where I am in my career, really. Yeah. Um, I managed to borrow a copy of that. Stuart McGlennon posted me his copy and oh. let me let me have it for a few months, which was beautiful. And I came back to it time and time again. Yeah, um, it's 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 one book that I frequently get contacted oh. by people asking, "Where can you pick up a copy?" Yes. And I, th I think I've seen maybe one or two copies come up for sale in the last several years. It's uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's really a beautiful book. It's absolutely stunning, and and I think he's quite. I can see parts of what I do in in his in yeah. his circle you know not not that he's emulating me but i kind of i like him i enjoy sort of emulating his style yeah very nice style but also the the book has been beautifully published oh, and, and, and and as well real attention to detail and a lot of yeah. aspects of it so yeah that's a really nice book beautifully done i yeah i can't find anything wrong with it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's that one um a recent purchase um, was Simon Baxter's Gathering Time. Yep. Um, again, just, I mean, because Woodland is so difficult. Um, I find it very difficult anyway, but he just makes it look so easy. Um, there's a lot of writing in this one, actually, surprisingly, but um, I, I think it's great. And, um, you know, you can spend a long time looking at this. There's an awful lot in it. Yeah, yeah absolutely and yet he, he has written quite a bit in that as well and actually in tides and tempests uh rachel wrote quite quite big yes, uh, quite big essays in it as well which wasn't in sirens uh, and mm. i think she quite liked how i think for, i think for her i think it was maybe alex neil he had written quite yeah. big essays in his book and I think, yeah, she, I think that the format works quite nicely, actually, just nice essays, maybe separating out different sections of it. 
Yeah. She's very literary as well, so I think that's... Yes, indeed. A, a yeah. natural progression, really, I think. Um, yeah, so that's Simon's Gathering Type. Now, the next one is one that everybody mentions, but I've, I've got a copy. Oh, yes, yes, Paul. Um, so one came... One, so I bought a copy of Paul Kenny's Seaworks. It came up. Somebody was selling it secondhand, and... I mean, I spent a whack on it, but I'm so chuffed that I did. Um, worth every penny. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's like it's not. It's work like nothing I've ever seen before. Yes. Um, you know, just in terms of his method, and you know, it's beautifully produced. Um, I'm only just starting to kind of get familiar with 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 this book, and I'm, I'm taking it purposely really, really slowly. I'm pouring over each page, and just I'm, I'm not going to rush through it at all. So it's, um, it's a great book, lovely scale. The foldouts oh. as well work really well. Just yeah, it's and very nicely printed and designed as yeah. well. I know, and it works really well in the kind of portrait format. So yeah, this is one of the biggest nightmares I had with my book was what shape was it going to be? Because kind of in my head I wanted a landscape book, but then when I looked at all of my images, they were mostly all portrait images. But I just yeah. I really didn't want a portrait book, so that's why I've ended up with a square, which is which I think is nice, but this works really nicely as, um, yeah. as a It's beautiful, yeah. absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm very honoured to have a copy of that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's, it's a wonderful book, but I know what you mean. It's, it can be quite a challenging decision for people to decide, right, do I do a portrait, do I do a landscape, do I do a square? And I think it largely has to be dictated by the, the images that are, you're presenting. If they're largely square, then you're probably okay, portrait or square whereas you're less likely to go for a landscape book. And likewise, if they're landscape, then you're, you're I suppose you probably still get away with portrait, but you're maybe not going to just get mm. them in the full full size scale. Um, yeah. And I think that's where, yeah, particularly when you've got a range of sizes and a range of, of formats and ratios that it can become quite uh, quite tricky. I now just stick to square. Yeah, square and, works. I like, I like square. I mean, there's trends as well, aren't there? So, you know, shooting landscape photographs in portrait orientation is, is kind of more yeah. on trend these days. But it's, yeah, I mean, stuff comes and goes, doesn't it? Absolutely. So the last one I wanted to mention is a little, um, I'd call it a zine, I think. It's called Silence. Oh, yes, Alexandra. Alexandra. I think it, you pronounce her surname Vesha. Vesha. Yeah. Um, there's a page in here which is so cool. I've never, I wouldn't have thought of doing. So it's black and white images. Um, with the pages are all white, and then suddenly she whacks this black beat. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely, yep. that is genius. I thought that's really, really nicely done. So, um, well done, Alex. And we, we actually, she was really sweet. We swapped, we swapped books. I think because of your yes. um, newsletter and and. Um, so that was a nice thing to do recently. So I just wanted to give her a mention too. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely book um, that Alex has produced, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It really nicely printed, printed over in yeah. over There's in Germany. There's beautiful images in there, and I was she's put a little card in there, and I was really pleased that she put that on. Yeah, because that's actually one of my favourite images. On the card with you know the misty trees in the background, but then the sort of overhanging branch in the foreground, really beautifully sharpened. Yeah, it's lovely, yeah. lovely work. Very so, good. Yeah, a wonderful oh, yeah a one a wonderful selection of books delighted to have have them all so it's going to be a cheap episode for me to be perfectly honest but it, but it, but at the same time it's always great to see what books and what work inspires other photographers that that's the thing it's we we come across so many different names different photographers different styles that uh, 
inspire and influence. And, and you you talk about, yeah, obviously the woodland of Simon Baxter. I, I enjoy woodland books. I, I would love to shoot wood, woodland photography more, but I just I just don't get it to get it to work. And yeah. I think uh, the, the down, down south you get far more mist than we than we get up in Scotland by a, yeah. a long oh, way. I bought, actually Neil Burnell's mystical, but I gave I gave I bought that for my dad. Um, but Neil had wrapped it up so nicely. I didn't manage to have a sneaky look, so I'll have to look forward to inheriting that one. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bad, no bad thing there. I'm sure you'll pick up a few other books uh, over time as well. Yeah, but, uh, but no, it's it's been a pleasure chatting to you this morning, Claire. Lovely to hear about your work. It was it was lovely to see it going from kind of the draft into the final form. It's always really interesting to see yeah. uh, how how things kind of progress and and also what they actually then what the finished product looks like and how how it feels when you can flick through it. Uh, on in, in hard copy as opposed to flicking through it on on screen so yeah thank you very much for your time and for, for yeah. sharing your, your journey and I look forward to seeing to seeing your next projects and seeing how you kind of take project-based photography forward awesome thank you Ewan. I really appreciate you putting your eyes over it and giving me some feedback part way through and you know this is a this is a great thing that you're doing with, with Bibliescape so yeah absolute pleasure thanks <laughs> very much cheers Claire thank you bye cheers bye